Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of season 3 of the D1 Only podcast. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and we have a very special guest today, Annika Bassi. Welcome, Annika. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, Annika is an NCAA Division I student athlete at Harvard University. As a junior, she was a four-star recruit playing in Southern California. And at Harvard, she has established as one of the best doubles players in the Ivy League Conference. So congrats on a great junior and college career so far. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I would like to ask you if going to a good academically speaking school was always a priority for you or were you more focused on the tennis aspect of it at times? Um, I think for me, like school was always the most important. So through my college recruiting process, like when I started making college lists and everything, it was always I wanted to look at school, like schools that followed my interests. I was always interested in being pre-med. So I always looked at good schools for that. And I think tennis was also really important to me since I had put so much time into it throughout my junior career. I always knew I wanted to play at a really high level. I think I kind of debated between going to like a high level D3 school and playing tennis or like going D1. And I think in the end, just all the time I spent in juniors and tennis really made the difference. And that's kind of what pushed me towards Harvard. Okay, okay. And I remember we met at the Wild Tennis Academy, a place where the main focus is tennis. Uh, would you say in your time there, yeah. academics was put like kind of in a backseat for you just because you're going to school only four hours and you're practicing also like five hours? Or did you always try to balance both? Because I, I remember, I think you were taking like AP and honors courses. Yeah, I think I've always, I was always trying to balance both. It is easy at like a place like Wild for tennis to get more of the focus. And I do think that at that time, tennis was probably had more of my focus, but like school was always really important to me since I was younger. So I think I was still trying to take AP and honors classes while I was there to keep up with my academics because that was always important to me but I think while like gave me the opportunity to put more time into tennis and explore that part as well okay and did your parents always like encourage you to go to a good academically school or were, was it more because you wanted to go there I think my parents have always encouraged me to go academic like to a good academic school Since I was younger, they've always told me that like school was first and then tennis, and they always told me to focus on school because my education was really important. So I think it was something that I wanted to do, but I feel like that was instilled in me from my parents. Okay. Um, in your last year of high school, you decided to go to a regular high school in Corona del Mar, California, instead of just being at Wild at a prep school. How different was the experience from being in a prep school to a regular high school? Because I imagine you went from Wild, where all your friends were tennis related and moved to a regular high school where you also had friends outside of tennis. Yeah, it was a big transition, but I think it was one I was glad I made. I think for my senior year of high school, I just kind of wanted a different experience. And it was very different, like not really going to class with just tennis people and having, I guess, more people around me with different interests. And I think 
it gave me the opportunity to explore some other things more academically and like my interests like professionally so that part was really good but like I also still got to play tennis a lot like the school I went to was very flexible so I got out early so I could still go train the same amount nearly and I got to be on the high school tennis team which was really fun also yeah uh, so you will say going to a regular high school help you transition into the university just because you were like kind of socializing and forming these relationships with different people outside of tennis, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And so as you said, you were always on top of your academics and the recruiting process in general. I think we took the SAT once together, like in North or something like that. Uh, what advice? Yeah. What advice would you give a junior after experiencing all that process of doing essays for schools, applying, sending your transcripts to the NCAA, among other things? I think, like, for the whole recruiting process, it can be a lot. And I know it can be very stressful. I think starting early is helpful, like, especially with taking your tests, like, making sure you start of studying for them early and like you apply for give yourself enough time to apply for schools but I think one of the most important things that I wish I had like known was just knowing that like everything was going to work out and not to like stress too much I was super stressed during my college recruiting process so like I think just like relaxing a little bit and still like enjoying tennis uh, junior tennis while I can still while I still was playing and things like that Yeah, which, which test do you take? Do you only take the SAT or do you also take the ACT? Um, I took both. I took the SAT once and then I ended up doing better on the ACT, so I ended up taking the ACT. Okay, okay. That's what, yeah, that's what people also don't understand that I think that they stress a lot when they get like a bad result on the SAT. And the thing is that you can take it the amount of times you want. Of course, you don't want to be taking it a lot because it's expensive. But at the end of the day, you, there's always a next yeah. chance, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what other schools were you looking into aside from Harvard? And how did you find out you were accepted into Harvard? Um, so my recruiting process is actually very long, I guess. I was looking mainly at... So the top schools that I was looking at was, like, Claremont McKenna, Williams, Emory, um, Boston University, George Washington University, I think. There's some others I'm definitely forgetting, but uh, I was mostly looking at those schools. And so I always wanted to go. So at the beginning of my senior year, I decided that, like, Harvard was my number one choice. So... I applied early decision to Harvard, and I actually ended up getting deferred. And so after I got deferred, then I was like, okay, I need to apply to other schools just in case. And so at that point, I hadn't really decided where I wanted to go. So I ended up applying to like eight other schools, I believe. And so after that, uh, um, I ended up getting into those schools and I waited for Harvard, but then I ended up getting waitlisted from Harvard after the decisions came out. So then I kind of had to decide and commit to another school 
but I got really lucky and all the coaches that I was talking to were all really nice and they all understood that like Harvard was my like dream school and my number one choice so they all were like we would love you to come but like we understand if you get into Harvard you would go and so I think at the end I was really deciding between Claremont McKenna Williams and BU and I actually ended up picking BU because of the tennis aspect because I ended up feeling like I really wanted to play division one tennis after all the work I put in I just felt like I would that was a better fit for me so I had committed to BU and then on like May 1st and then like I would say a week later maybe I was at tennis practice and like I saw I had a missed call from Harvard and I ended up calling them back and the admissions lady had told me that I had gotten in off the wait list and yeah from there I ended up committing and I've been on the team ever since. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I, I imagine that must have been really stressful for you, you know, getting like waitlisted, not knowing what you were going to do. And just in a ma in the matter of a week, you when you find out you got into Harvard, I imagine it was like cool, but stressful at the same time, right? Yeah, it was a really stressful college process. I think I got really lucky with all the coaches I were talking to that they were really understanding of the process I was going through and they were really supportive of me like with whatever decision I would make and so I feel like I was really lucky in that aspect but it was really stressful and I was really there's a lot of feelings when I got into Harvard crying must have been one of them I'm sure <laughs> it definitely was might be one of the few times I've ever like happy cried <laughs> Um, I actually got to have Brian Shio in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, who is in the men's tennis oh, team nice. at Harvard. Yeah, And he was telling me that it was kind of hard to transition from high school to college for him, especially because to, it's an Ivy League, Ivy League level of school, you know. So mm -hmm. would you say that was the case for you, trying to balance athletics and academics when you first got to college? Uh, I think so. Like when I first came in, I was definitely really nervous about balancing both academics and Division One tennis. I think, like, my first semester, I took a pretty heavy course load of some pretty difficult classes because that was what I was interested in. But then I kind of didn't do any extracurricular activities besides tennis just so I could kind of get the balance between them. And I think it was difficult. And, like, there are a lot of, like, late nights and, like, It can be really hard, but I think I found it definitely manageable. And then, like, moving forward, I've been able to, like, add a lot of extracurricular things on top of academics in school, which has been really rewarding. So I think the initial transition can be a little tough, but I think kind of just, like, easing into it really helped me and just, like, take, taking my time to adjust Yeah, plus I imagine getting extracurricular activities also helps you, like, take your mind off tennis and academics, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give a junior player when it comes to being able to manage both academics and athletics when they first get to university? I think the most important thing is just, like, I think at first is just trying not to, like, load yourself up with too many things. I think when you first get to college, there's so many opportunities available to you, and 
it's really easy to just want to get involved in so many different things. But I think as an athlete and as someone who's going to a school that is as demanding as an Ivy League, I think just like taking your time to settle and making sure that you have enough time to take care of yourself because it can be demanding is really important. And then I think that's the most important, just like easing into the transition and not overloading yourself at the beginning. Yeah, that's pretty good. And do you think you have learned to be more productive with your time since your freshman year? I think I definitely have. I think I think freshman year, like, I feel like you don't really know how to manage your time in college classes. Like, I think moving forward, I definitely have learned better ways to do that. And I don't waste as much time on certain assignments. I think one thing that I was surprised by coming into college is, like, how many resources there are to help you and how willing people are to help you so like there really is, is no need to be struggling by yourself on something because there are so many people that are willing to help you and I think learning that definitely increased my productivity and also just learning like the best study habits for me and the best way to optimize my time yeah for sure Um, what's a regular day like for you at Harvard? Just like a regular Wednesday in the middle of the season. Okay. Um, it depends on the day. My classes are heavy on certain days and a little lighter on other days. But typically, I'd have class, say, starting at 9 a.m. And that could end at... From ranging from noon to I have days where I have class until 4 p.m. And then on days that I have classes until 4 p.m., we typically have late practice. So that I start, uh, we have usually strength and conditioning at like 4.30. And then we have that for like an hour. And then we have practice like 5.30 to maybe 7.30 on a lighter day. And then stretching. And then usually after practice, we have we all we usually have a team dinner all together as a team, and then just homework like yeah. for the rest of the night, depending on the day. Um, I guess like different days look different. I like on some one day of the week I do research, so I go to a lab in Charlestown, Massachusetts. It's like. 30 minutes off campus and I do research there for the day and then come back for practice and fitness and everything. And then different days I have different extracurricular activities, but typically my day looks like class in the morning, tennis in the afternoon, evening, then dinner, and then mostly just studying. Would you say that's stressful for you? The fact that, okay, you're done with class and then you have 20 minutes to get changed and go to the gym and then after gym you have you have practice and then after that you have to study or is it like just fun for you I mean I wouldn't say you fun but it's like part of, of or would you say it's just part of being an student athlete in general I feel like it's just part of being a student athlete I feel like you get really used to it I think the whole this whole situation with coronavirus and the quarantine made me realize that that was helpful for me I think like Being at home and having the whole day to do everything makes me super unproductive. But at school, like, I kind of have things planned 
and like it's usually like I finish class I grab lunch really quick and I go straight across to tennis to either get like treatment before practice or get ready for the day of tennis and I think the mood like having constantly moving can be a little stressful but for me it honestly it makes me feel like more productive and like I'm using my time well so I kind of like it yeah that's pretty cool And let's talk a bit of tennis. Were you surprised by the level in college tennis or were you expecting it to be this competitive? I think I think I was kind of expecting it to be this competitive. I feel like it's very different the atmosphere of being a part of a team and like it's a definitely a different feeling when you're out there playing for your team and less for yourself like in juniors. I think the team aspect almost does make it more competitive in a sense because like you're playing for your school also not just for yourself but I've really liked the like competitive and team environment of college tennis. I think being at Wild like almost made me more prepared for that kind of environment because in a sense like we were kind of like a team as an academy not like exactly but kind of and I think that experience made me more prepared for the college environment yeah that's a good way to put it and would you say it was hard for you the fact that you transitioned from being in tennis which is like such an individual sport as a junior and then coming to college where you literally have to be screaming at your like as, just aside from the fact that you have to be screaming at your opponent like to get in their in their heads and stuff like that you also have to be supporting your teammates even though if you're not playing or if you're not playing good that day would you say that it was hard to transition to or not really um i think kind of in a way like it is very different i remember when i first came in cheering a lot felt a little uncomfortable but I think after a few weeks and our upper class did a good job of like showing us a good example, I got comfortable with it and I ended up really liking it. I think my year that I spent at um, a regular high school helped me because I was on the varsity tennis team there and like I guess that kind of gave me an introduction to the team environment of tennis. And so I think that kind of made my transition a little bit easier to being on more of a team environment, but I think it is a change, but it's something that I really enjoyed, especially as someone who, in juniors, like, my favorite tournament was intersectionals, where it's, like, a team atmosphere, and I really kind of liked that part, so I think that made it a little easier for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the D15, so it's five rapid-fire questions. You can answer them as fast as you can, okay? Okay. California or Boston? California. High school or college? College. Favorite college memory? Oh, definitely. Oh, that's a hard one. I think sometime hanging out with my friends, going out, or doing something fun. Most listened artist at the moment? Oh, I think Juice World, maybe? Dream vacation. Oh, I really want to go to the Maldives. <laughs> okay, perfect, Arika. <laughs> Um, no, you were pretty good, actually. Thank you so much for taking the time just to share your experience from just being in a prep school to going to a regular high school to going to one of the best schools, academically speaking, and also tennis speaking in, 
in the United States. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, Anika. And thanks to all the fans for tuning in to another episode and see you guys next time.